It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Another Friday has turned up. The weekend nearly here, just got to get through today and today being the 11th day for August. And this morning we're going to be focusing on Sydney and yesterday I talked about the cost of a 20% house deposit in Australia which has significantly increased in all capital cities over the past four years. But when it comes to Sydney, boy oh boy, Sydney home buyers now need a around that $100,000 more for a 20% deposit. So you got to feel sorry for these people because there would have been a number of them which have probably spent five plus years saving to get that deposit for a Sydney property. And then COVID hits and the price escalates and then suddenly they're required to bring on another $100,000. So let's bring in Arjun Paliwell. He is the Head of Research at Investikit Buyers Agency. So Arjun, that is a really tough situation, isn't it? If you're one of those people where really the goalposts have just uh, shifted significantly for that deposit. Yes, the numbers have definitely shifted higher on that note. And with that number shifting higher, I think the key thing is that it's just going to be more and more common for 90% mortgages, 95%, 85% mortgages rather than your typical 20% deposits, especially amongst the sort of first home buyer audience that's there. And I think that's just one key part of how people are getting into markets like Sydney. Otherwise, it becomes a little bit more difficult, definitely, with the 80% down as a loan and 20% deposits with prices rising over, over the longer term. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very tricky sort of situation to navigate at the moment. So we'll come back and we'll look more at the Sydney property market, what it is doing right at the moment. Arjun is back after this. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. And homeowners banking on improved public transport connections in Sydney's western and inner western regions at the moment are grappling with uncertainties. Domain reported on this yesterday the planned 24-kilometre metro line from Westmead to the CBD wants a significant incentive for homeowners due to its positive impact on commutes and capital growth is now under review, prompting plenty of concerns. So with the route and station details in flux, buyers are pretty anxious about reaping the projected benefits, while some are considering government support to mitigate risks. 
Meanwhile, experts highlight both positive and negative aspects of the evolving rail infrastructure on property values. I mean, it's an interesting one because everybody's always looking for where infrastructure is going to be built. So in this case, many people have bought properties with that in mind. So we will keep a watchful eye on that. Birthday calls if you're celebrating today for the 11th day of August. Happy birthday to you. Viola Davis, she's turning 57, the actor, and Hulk Hogan. There's a blast from the past. He's nearly 70. He's 69, the Hulk. It's the main center forecast. And around the country, let's have a look at how the weather stacks up. And in Sydney, good morning to you, expecting a sunny day. Sunny Friday, 19 is your forecast top. Melbourne, it's not going to rain. Cloudy though, plenty of it. And 17 degrees. Brisbane, once again, blue skies, beautiful temperature, 27, perfect. And in Perth today, expecting also sunshine and your high 19. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. And it is a Friday morning. Arjun Paliwell, the Head of Research at Investikit Buyers Agency, is back with us. And it's never an easy time trying to read the market from one quarter to the next. Yes, there are trends to observe and data, but you've still got to call it one way or another. And breaking down all of the data is just one component. Who wants to be? an economist. And this morning, we are going to dissect Sydney's recent surge in the last quarter and provide you with some insights into what can be expected for the rest of the year. So, Arjun, could you maybe, for the listeners, provide a little bit of a breakdown of the ongoing recovery in terms of the growth observed and the current trajectory in the recent quarter? quarter. Yeah, so the price growth has seen now seven straight months in Sydney where we're seeing price growth. And if you look at that in comparison to the years prior, that was a double-digit decline in Sydney from that sort of 2021, 22 peak all the way through 22 end. So it clearly shows that we're on the other side of the recovery and it's now going into a fast rise. But coming into the actual last few months, There has been some big gains in the month of June and July. So for context, CoreLogic's index reported that in June, prices rose 1.7% and in July, 0.9%. So that recovery is in well, well and truly in motion. And it's likely that by the end of this year, you'll see the recovery get to well above the peak if these trends continue. And uh, they're definitely tracking that way. Yeah. Is it surprising you with that trend at the moment? One thing that many people are forgetting about is Sydney's going through a bit of a zigzag. Uh, It's easy to take the latest month, the latest quarter and think that the city is seeing phenomenal price growth 
when really over the last five years, price growth hasn't been all hasn't been all that great. If we break this down, we've seen 2017 to 19 a bit of a come off, and then 2020 and 21 a surge, 22 a decline again, and then 23 the surge again. It's just now dependent on how far this next surge goes, which is going to be the key to say that a new boom has truly started or the old boom is continuing. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. And specifically from your perspective, which region do you think within Sydney appears to be exhibiting the most significant momentum at the moment? Well, I think the things that I've been very excited about in Sydney have definitely been some of those high-packed infrastructure and affordable locations in the West and South But really the biggest uh, sort of movers at the moment are the inner west of Sydney and the northwest of Sydney. Inner west is definitely known for its tightly held stock. And then the northwest is fast becoming a very popular area amongst growing families and and very culturally diverse area as well, where a lot of people are coming out to that northwest and some of the new hubs here from the Hills District, uh, in particular, northwest, the Bella Vista Precinct, uh, Kellyville, Castle Hill, these sorts of northwest Sydney and the inner west Sydney are definitely standing out in terms of some of the recovery in place. Yeah, and in fact, a friend of mine just recently bought into a new suburb out there. I think the house and land package was about $1.4 million. So they decided to move because it just represented such great value. And in your opinion, what are the primary factors driving these, I guess, robust shifts in the current housing market? So the biggest shift that's on the minds of many is the undersupply. But it's also fair to say we are seeing a little bit of a return on the credit. So when we look at ABS's credit data, uh, it has obviously fallen heavily with borrowing capacities coming off, but we've also started to see an uptick. So there's a little bit of a tick up in the finance data. I think what this alludes to is more so confidence returning. When you take a look at what interest rates really did, they did two things. Number one is for those households that simply could not afford the extra repayments, they had to sit on the sideline and weren't on the buying Uh, motions. And then number two, those that could afford probably just took a bit of hibernation and sleep, just wondering what will happen? How long will this go for? Shall I do it now? Shall I do it not? So the group of the difficult payments obviously can't step back in because that hasn't changed. Interest rates haven't fallen. But what has happened is the group of, I'll see what happens, not so sure, we'll see how long this goes for. They're definitely returning in full force. And when you combine that with low stock, booming population, and then prices that are below their peak, that's obviously where people are trying to grab that sort of next phase up and get on with life and be a bit more mobile. And that mobile is starting to get them to look at stock. And that's key what's happening here in Sydney. You know, it's August already, September next month, October after that. Suddenly we're starting to get towards the end of 2023. I'll get you to put your projection glasses on here for Sydney. What do you think is likely for the market performance for the rest of 2023? Yeah, for the rest of 2023, I think the key sign in Sydney has always been auction clearance. And with auction clearance rates, we've typically seen a flat market when clearance rates are sort of 60 to 64% or 62 to 65% even. It depends on which metrics of auction we use, but that sort of mark is where the balanced is or slight declines happen. Now, what we're seeing now is auction clearance rates in August well into the 70s. And what that means using auction insider data from you know Dr. Andrew Wilson 
it means that we're likely to see some price growth continue to the rest of the year. I'm here to say that Sydney's price growth, if not by the end of this year, at least by early next year, would reach a new peak and it would surpass that peak. And uh, I guess then from there, it's just a matter of how much further price growth is in the tank. Two signs for me of how much further price growth in the tank for the next year is going to be the let go of supply. When homeowners gain more confidence, when we go beyond peak, many may start to put market properties on the market again and start to you know test what they want to do in life and obviously shift, move, upsize, downsize, whatever it may be. And then secondly, if the thing of supply keeps continuing, then that will mean prices will soften and dampen. It's just really those two components. And the interest rates is another thing where if they recover uh, in terms of not just flat, but start to come down next year, then you add to that, that might give a little bit more confidence to Sydney siders to continue operating. So my thinking is Sydney's recovery continues through the rest of this year and reaches a new peak either the rest of this year or early next year. And just talking about that recovery, just a couple of days ago, Arjun, I was talking about a person that bought a couple of deco flats in Double Bay last June, paid $7.9 million. He's just sold it for $14 million, which makes it the second highest price per square metre ever in Double Bay. Listed the property, sold after two days. So, you know, the market, it's not going backwards at the moment. Yeah, there's a clear sign of that confidence returning. That buyer group that we've talked about before, which is not sure if they should act or how long interest rates will go on for, they're the group that's really returning, in my opinion, because they weren't impacted by the repayments from an actual ability to transact. It was more confidence as the decision to transact or not. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, Arjun. You enjoy your Friday crunching those numbers around the Sydney property market. Have a fantastic weekend and talk to you again soon. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 